the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL.com, and on the app. How's it going? I know it's hot. You don't have to tell me that. 96 the high today, down to 75 tonight, a lot of sun tomorrow. And a high of 97. Good news is, after tomorrow, it starts to trend downward. Thursday's high, 88. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, somewhere in the mid-70s, maybe touching 80 on Sunday. Kind of cloudy with some rain each of those three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which would perhaps explain the slightly more favorable temperatures. So uh, keep, uh, keep the faith. Hang in there. It'll get better. Phillies lost uh, 12-4 last night to Cincinnati. They were actually had 4-2 after six innings. And then they get four runs in the bottom of the seventh and sixth. In the bottom of the eighth, Phillies manager Joe Girardi on how a bad loss like that can affect the team or not. Well, I mean, I've said all along that this team has been pretty good about bouncing back, you know, the next day. But it's extremely frustrating. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat. It's really frustrating. Philly's starting pitcher Spencer Howard uh, has been doing just a couple of innings per start, two, three, four innings at the most. Uh, last night, no exception, two and a third, gave up four hits, two runs, struck out one. And uh, after the game, he spoke about his struggles as a starter and uh, if he prefers still being the starter and in the rotation rather than a reliever. Uh, I think it's just a matter of staying positive. I mean, it's not a question of working. It's just, you know, we strung together a little bit of bad luck late in games. I think any pitcher would want to get in games frequently, but um, I think there's still things that, I mean, I know I'm going to take and uh, build off of. So there's still, uh, there's still room for improvement. Phillies starting pitcher, Spencer Howard. One of the bright spots on the team remains Phillies rookie reliever, Bailey Falter, who pitched four innings, only a couple of hits, gave one run, struck out six. He actually was on the mound, got the first out in the bottom of the seventh, gave up a single, and was taken out right at that point. His thoughts on being removed at that point? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I was feeling feeling good, a little tired, but, you know, it's, it's the light coming out of the bullpen now. I'm not really used to it, so I'm just trying to get a little feel for it. But, I mean, I'm not going to question Joe Girardi's decision. You know, he saw something in the game, and I'm completely okay with that. That's uh, Bailey Falter. And then he, you know, because after he came out, things unraveled really quickly. Next pitcher walked the batter. Also, there was a hit by a pitch, a grand slam home run. Just like that, the Phils are down 6-4. Then the Reds get six more in the eighth uh, to make it 12-4. Falter's uh, thoughts on that kind of going from 4-2 to two to 12-4 to four, that fast? That's baseball, guys. I mean, there's not much we can do about that. You know, my job is to go in there and do my job and help uh, the team get a chance to win. So that's all I got to say about that. I'm here to pitch behind Spencer, come out of the bullpen, they want to throw me in a starting rotation. I'm absolutely fine with that. But whatever the team needs, I'm here for that. As far as his success, because he's uh, been in five games so far as a rookie, uh, Bailey Falter has. Five games, 13 innings pitched, 
Struck out 15, just one walk. So he's doing real well for the Phillies thus far. Why might he think that's happening? I feel like it's just the extension with the fastball and then the uh, the slider off of the fastball. I feel like it gets on some hitters, and it's. Uh, I heard that they have a hard time picking up the slider movement with my fastball, so I just try to pound the zone with those and, and get some pretty good uh, swings and misses on it. So that's one guy to keep an eye on among the whole team there. Rookie reliever Bailey Falter fills try and shake off last night's loss and get back on track tonight. They're home against Miami. We are excited to have a couple special guests this hour coming up in a few moments. Stephen Davis, who is one of the most, if not the most famous rock biographer in the world, uh, is going to be joining us. He's written uh, books on Michael Jackson, Bob Marley, Carly Simon, and dozens of other. I think the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith. He has a brand new book out today on a band that became very popular when I was a kid. Duran Duran, they band still around, so it's not just an 80s band kind of a book, but that's certainly when they got their start and made the biggest name for themselves. So he's going to join us, and I gave a text over today to Jay Jackson of the Christian parody band Apologetics. Jay has joined us a few times over the last few years. We've known him for many, many years, and he and the band have come and done events with the radio station and all that sort of thing. And I just thought, you know, that's, that's perfect because Jay... Uh, had their, their music covers everything from, as they say, Elvis to Eminem and everything in between. And they have done uh, songs, uh, in, you know, a lot of 80s music. They have brand new music out, in fact. And so we'll kind of chat with Jay. Uh, he has a lot of interesting things to say. If you've never never heard him before, uh, stay tuned for that conversation as well. Jay Jackson's going to be joining us, and we'll mix in some music. They actually have an 80s uh, medley, which includes a Duran Duran song there. I think their first single or one of the first ones was called Hungry Like the Wolf, and I think that's part of their 80s medley. It's funny partly because the lyrics are funny, but also because the music is on point. It would be not as funny if the lyrics were good, but the sound was just kind of average or the other way around. But Apologetics has managed over the years to pair them both together. So a Van Halen guitar sounds like a Van Halen guitar different than a Doobie Brothers guitar or whatever it might be. So uh, anyhow, Jay will be joining us during the hour. And I'm just thinking, because it's so hot, the fair thing to do would not just be to say, you know, not just talk about it, but to do something about it. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, boy, isn't it hot? Ah, yeah. It's another thing to say, look, let me help you out. So if you'd like a gift card to specifically Rita's Water Ice, I think that would cool you down a little bit. Give me a text during the show, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We're mailing out some prizes later on this week, and although it'll cool down by then, you'll have it in your back pocket next time there is a bit of a heat wave. I think that's fair. One winner per household. Simply text me your name, address with the zip in there, and we'll mail you a Rita's gift card. The only uh, other parameters, you can't have one in the past month. We have a 30-day rule going on around here just so we can spread the response, spread the wealth around, I should say. So one more time, our text line, guaranteed win, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. 83. That's gift cards courtesy of our show sponsor, Briner Chevrolet. Back with Stephen Davis in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 412. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. He has written a lot of biographies in his lifetime. Michael Jackson, Guns N' Roses, Bob Marley, Carly Simon, 
Aerosmith, and Fleetwood Mac, and many others. And now today, a brand new one called Please, Please Tell Me Now. If you grew up in the 80s, you certainly know this band, Duran Duran's, again called Please, Please Tell Me Now, the Duran Duran story. Stephen Davis joining us. How are you, Stephen? I'm fine. How are, how are you, Tim? Excellent. Thank you for taking time to chat today. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled because today is publication day on the book I've been working on for a few years now, so it's a, you know it's great to be on, on WFIL. I was kind of raised in Philadelphia, so um, it uh, it means a lot to me. Really? That's well. Then you would know. I'm thinking when I was hearing Duran Duran, the first song that comes to mind was. Uh, Hungry Like the Wolf was playing on WCAU Hot Hits like every hour. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. True, 19, 1983. It's amazing. I was 15 years old at the time, and I'm thinking back uh, you know, to, to their music back then and how it changed over the years. Uh, I want to ask you a question later about that. But first, take a second. What drew you to, um, you know, you've done so many different biographies. What drew you to Duran Duran as your next project, so to speak? Well, Duran Duran um, started in 1981. There was five teenagers um, who had this vision with the rock stars, even though most of them couldn't play their instruments. And, um, you know, then they became the first video band and, and, and got very big and, and all that stuff. And, but then after about five years, um, they, sort of the ha- highlight of their career was in Philadelphia, where they um, headlined the uh, American Live Aid concert in July 1985. That's right. Um, and when I say when I say they headlined, I, I mean it because Led Zeppelin opened for Duran Duran, Bob Dylan opened for Duran Duran that day, Rolling Stones opened for Duran Duran, and the reason was because they had Duran Duran had the number one record in America, which was the James Bond theme, a "View to a Kill." No way. But by 1985, by, by 1985, they all hated each other and, and they broke up, um, and they didn't play together for for like 18 years. And in 2004, they they were all broke. Um, and so they decided to get together again, and they started rehearsing and playing, and, and uh, was all coming together. And they called me because I had written a book with Aerosmith called "Walk This Way," and it was a you know a band biography where everyone you know is just talking about being in the band and their childhood. And they and they that was, this was what they wanted, but we couldn't get a rec a, a, a we we couldn't get a good book deal out of it. We actually got a very good book deal, but we couldn't come to terms. Um, there was issues over, you know, control and money and all that stuff. Yeah. So I put the tapes um, that I had. Oh, I went to England. I interviewed them. Um, when I started going to their gigs, I had no idea what a great live band Duran Duran was. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, a few years ago, um, I was trying to figure out um, what book to do, and I found these interview tapes that I had done in 2004, and I realized that these guys had been telling me great stories about being teenagers um, and wanting to do a be, be in a rock band, and of course their dreams came true. You know, this is a story of five English teens who followed their dreams and became the biggest band in the world. It's like a, a, a you know a, a fairy tale in, in many ways. And so I, I just I I, re, I I typed out the interviews and, and started talking to people who knew Duran Duran. I started talking to their fans who are called Durannies. Um, now, today, if you go see Duran Duran, you have two generations of fans. You have yeah. their, their original fans, who are now moms, and then they bring their, their, their teenage daughters. Um, so you have you know, two generations of, of, of rabid Duran Duran fans. It's, it's, it's kind of awesome and kind of inspiring in, in a way. 
Yeah, you know, I grew up in the '80s, listening, as I mentioned, to to the uh, the '80s music of Duran Duran. Then later in college, I went to Penn State, worked at a top forty station there called B one hundred and three, and Ordinary World came out. I think that was ninety two ish, and I remember yeah. right. I remember thinking how different it was, uh, you know, compared to the up tempo, energetic, mostly music of the '80s. But I really liked it. And then, of course, they've had a lot of music since. So what What do you think, or why do you think? I guess I should say, Duran Duran's actually managed to stay popular and relevant for such a long time, when a lot of bands are long, long done. That's a great question. Um, Duran Duran, um, for forty years, uh, has been desperate to stay current. So they started out in nineteen eighty one, eighty two as a synthesizer band, synth pop. Um, when that got old, they they moved to the dance floor. Uh, they became a disco band. When that faded out, um, they became a rock band. Um, after that, they sort of went alternative. They tried hip hop, <laughs> yeah, uh, un- unplugged acoustic, DJing, you know, Timbaland kind of beats like that. You know, right. they would do anything, anything to stay stay relevant. Um, Duran Duran did draw the line, um, Tim, at, at grunge <laughs> and, and 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 at Britpop. Um, but you know, they're they're still. Um, they're, they're they're still releasing music. There's a new single out. There's an album coming out. And one of my favorite um, sayings is the old showbiz saying is that you know it's not nostalgia if you never stop. And mm. and Duran Duran never stopped. They're, they're still going. It's fascinating. Is there any aspect of please please tell me now that you're I would say I'm sure you're proud of the whole work, but most proud of or or maybe most eager for people to pick up the book and actually I want them to see that page or that chapter especially. The best part of, of for me was um, the, the story of the beginnings of the band and and the, and their childhoods because they came from um, an English city called Birmingham, which is sort of like the Chicago of England. And this, this was in in the seventies. There was a lot of social, a lot of um, strife and strikes, and people were cold in the winter. It was it was a pretty gloomy time, and. Suddenly, in 1981, this band explodes, and, and and these guys are wearing so much makeup that that they, you know they make David Bowie look like Levon Helm. But it worked on, on it worked on television, you know. And and that to me is the the, the, the fascinating, the most fascinating um, um, part of this book. The first, you know, maybe four or five years um, of the band. But yeah. you know, the pages keep turning because there's a lot of conflict in in, in the book. They they they. they Broke up, you know. They didn't play together for 18 years. They hated each other. Yeah. But somehow, you know, they, somehow they, they they had this um, uh, strong internal un- unity that it enables them to keep going. I mean, these guys are, are Tim. They're all 2,000 years old now. <laughs> but you know, they they're still making new music. They're going to go out on the road again. Um, and uh, you know, I, I have to salute that. Chat with Stephen Davis, author of Please, Please Tell Me Now on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. How much did you already know about the band before you started working, and, and how much were you actually discovering as you went along? I, I didn't know anything about the band until they called me and said, we'd like you to do a, we'd like to do a, a book with you. Because, you know, in, in 1981, I was already a thousand years old, you know, so I wasn't <laughs> into boy bands or even MTV or, or guys that wore makeup and all this stuff. But when I really started to listen, when it looked like I was going to work with them, um, I was just, in, I started watching all the videos. They were amazing. They're still fun to watch. Um, um, you can really see an, an entire generation of, uh, you know, of directors switching um, their 
their focus from the big screen to the small screen. And it, and it worked because it wasn't only Duran Duran. Pretty soon you had Bruce, you had Prince, you had Madonna, um, Van Halen. You know, the whole new generation came up on, on MTV. And I'd forgotten this, how, how important that was to our culture. Yeah. You know, just a question about your craft, if I could, for a second, since you've written so many biographies. Do you, when you start writing a biography, A, like, where do you start? Because maybe it's just there's so much to work through. And your approach, do you try to be neutral and just see what develops? Or do you actually have some uh, ideas ahead of time where you want to take things and see if it goes that way naturally? Or, or how do you how do you work, navigate the process? Well, first of all, I have to love the band or whoever it is, because, if, you know, you can't spend two or three years if you don't, you know, with music that, that you, you don't like. So yeah. the first place you start is you start taking notes on the albums, and then you start taking notes on the videos, and then you start interviewing people, and then you have to start reading, you know. You have to go back um, and, and and read old copies of Rolling Stone and Cream and the British press especially um, like that. So it's, it's like building a house, you, you know, Sometimes you have to be the plumber. Sometimes you have to be the carpenter. Sometimes you have to be the roofer. It's, you're just doing different things. And when you've got all your ducks in order, that's when you start typing. And, and that, that's how you, you do these things. It's really not, it's not complicated. Yeah. Well, Stephen Davis, it's great to make your acquaintance. Congratulations. I'm sure it's like, uh, well, not that I've given birth, but I'm sure after several years of putting, you know, having it be released day is a special day for you. So congratulations to you. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your having me on WFIL. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Stay cool. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. All right. Author Stephen Davis. New book, Please Please Tell Me Now, The Duran Duran Story on the Tim DeMoss Show. Or take a quick break. Looking forward to Jay Jackson, lead singer of that Christian parody band, Apologetics, who has done an 80s parody. We're actually going to play at least part of that for you during the show. Talk to him about some of the uh, Duran Duran parody work that they've done, which is not a lot, but they've done some. And uh, get you some news on their music and a pretty cool offer they have. And speaking of which, we have an offer right now. If you want to win a gift card to Rita's Water Ice, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet, our sponsor in Jenkintown, simply text me at 610-500-DUB, 610-500-3683. It's a guaranteed win situation, one per household. And if you've won in the past 30 days, you have to sit this one out. But otherwise, just need your name and their address with your zip. And uh, we'll mail that out to you. I think we're doing prize mailing on Thursday. So get your text in now and between uh, now and 5 o'clock, and we'll give you a guaranteed Rita's Water Ice. Yes, it will be a couple days before it gets to you. But next time it's really hot, you'll have something ready to combat that. Quick break. Come back. Just a little bit with Jay Jackson with Apologetics. And more. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 426 in the Tim DeMoss Show. Before we bring Jay Jackson's from Apologetics in, I want to play a song for you. Not Katrina and the Waves. Let's play this because it's, you know, sunny and hot. Official forecast we'll get to after the song. It's called New Normal by an artist named Cade Thomas. He's on a label, it's Red Street Records, that Jay DeMarcus of uh, Rascal Flats has founded. It's a small label, about four or five artists, I think, on that label, including Avalon, you may remember, in the Christian music world, had a lot of hits over the years in the 90s and 00s, and they're on that label, but also this new artist, Kate Thompson, Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats, jo- uh, Flats joined us on the show last week, and here's what he had to say about Kate Thompson. Yeah, Kate 
Tate is a young man that came to us a couple of years ago that I knew immediately I wanted to sign him. Just wise beyond his years, really has a, a distinct vision for who he is as an artist, and his heart for Christ is amazing. And um, he's got this song called "New Normal" that is really a, a voice for his generation. And he's only a couple of years removed from from high school, and he started to look around and, and get really frustrated with the fact that the kids were just starting to accept that the new normal was the fact that there were going to be more and more mass shootings in high schools and more and more kids were going to start to suffer uh, from depression and start spiraling down a, a, a never-ending tube of drug and alcohol abuse. And he started to say, you know, I felt like I was uh, in this place to where I wanted to scream at these kids, we don't have to accept this as the new normal. We can demand that we have a new normal and we can determine what that's going to be. And for Cade, those answers for him and his source of a new normal and his answers are found in a life uh, that he has in a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. And so I applauded his bravery for that. And it just is a, such a powerful song. And those are the kinds of artists that I want to devote my time and resources to. It's Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats who joined us last week. His label again called Red Street Records. This is that song he's referring to, Kate Thompson's New Normal. It's Tim DeMarsh on WFIL. In this world there will be trouble, but take heart, take heart. AM 560 WFIL. And on the app, that's Kate Thompson. The song is called New Normal. You listen to the Tim DeMarsh show. It's 431. 96, the high today, some sun and clouds. Down to 75 tonight. Tomorrow, a lot of sun up to 97. We can get through tomorrow. Should improve. Thursday's high 88. Friday's high just 74. <sighs> Can't wait for that. Uh, Saturday, high of 75. And Sunday, a high of 80. Supposed to be kind of cloudy. A little rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I will take that over 97 where your sweat has sweat. But one thing at a time. Uh, we are giving away Rita's gift cards courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. They're kind enough to sponsor our broadcast. And so... Uh, there's simply enough. It's five dollars sixty cents a pop, and it's enough for you to go get yourself a water ice or two, take a friend, and hang out on us. Uh, we have several folks. Just want to quickly say hello to Melanie in Philadelphia. Texted in and is looking forward to receiving hers. Ria in Orland did the same thing. Hi, Ria and Yuzza. I think is how you say it. Is in Philadelphia and said thank you for the readers. You're more than welcome. Uh, it's a guaranteed win. Simply text in your name and your address with your zip. We're mailing out prizes, including these gift cards. I think it's going to be Thursday of this week, so you should get them maybe on the weekend or early next week. And then when the next wave of heat comes around, you'll have a little ace in the hole to cool off a bit. That's again courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. We have a quick early break on take, and then Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, going to be joining us. They're a Christian parody band, done, I don't know, it's over a 1,000 songs over the last 30 or so years. From way back when, the Elvis and the Motown era, rock era in the 70s and 80s, and Right up until the present day, they have new music out, and we're going to be chatting with them, because especially kind of a nice piggyback off the fact that earlier this hour we had author Stephen Davis on with us. He's written the biographies of many major artists, from Michael Jackson to Jim Morrison, and uh, there's a new book he put out today called Please, Please Tell Me Now, The Duran Duran Story, huge band from the 80s and into the 90s, perhaps. So uh, anyhow, the Jay Jackson and the music that Apologetics does covers a lot of 80s music as well. So we'll have him on the program in just a couple of seconds. And uh, keep your text coming. The text line here if you want to get your free Rita's gift card, one per household, please. 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Comes right to me on our uh, special phone here in the studio. I'm glad to mail one out to you. 
If you haven't won in the past month, that's the only little caveat. We want to make sure we can spread everything around. But other than that, it's a guaranteed win. It's not a drawing. You simply text in your name, address, and uh, and that's it with the zip code. Make sure you have that in there, and we'll get that out to you this Thursday. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. There was a quite quite a piece of music behind the uh, Leading the Way promo back there a second ago. Jay Jackson from uh, Apologetics, our guest. I'm not sure if you could hear that commercial for Dr. Michael Youssef. Did you happen to hear that while you are on hold, Jay? Uh, the last thing I heard was like some, some uh, old-timey classical music. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't, you usually have just kind of an, an innocuous music bed behind the promos for the programs that we air here, but that one had like a, like a violinist or something happening. I kind of like it. Yes, it did. You know, this has nothing to I do with like anything. I like I was on Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> right. This has nothing to do with anything. But before you and I get started here, I just wanted to mention that I was listening to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. It's on 530 coming up later on tonight. Just the other night. And uh, he said something I'd never thought about before. He talks about when when you pay your taxes, the government doesn't really care how you feel about it. They just, you know, whether you're mostly probably not happy or happy or it's irrelevant to the government. They're just like, thank you for your money. This is what you owe. Hand it over. And compare and contrast that with what Scripture says about God loves a cheerful giver. And I never thought of it that way, that that while the amount, I guess, you know, matters in terms of trying to follow, especially Old Testament, a tenth of whatever. But even now, there's the, do you do a tenth? Do you do a lot more than a tenth? You have to do a tenth. All those conversations, the attitude is what matters. And I never thought of it in, in terms of, well, where, what are other situations where you're supposed to give someone money? And certainly the government and the regularity of taxes comes into play. And I thought that was really insightful of, of uh, Dr. Youssef. So that's my thought. That is interesting. Like if, a, if somebody comes up and mugs you, they don't care either. <laughs> that's true. That's, boy, you're, you are on point today. Jay, <laughs> Jay Jackson is our guest. He is the lead singer and uh, lyricist with Apologetics, that Christian parody band. A quick hello before we go further from Ruth. I don't know where Ruth. Ruth, I need your address. She just texted in. She wants to read his gift card, as does Mary in Warrington. We'll give you one. See, now, Mary sent her address in. Because it's 96, Jay, we are offering free gift cards to read it. It's $5.60, enough to get a couple of ices, you and a friend or something, or just get yourself a huge ice and be selfish about it. Text in one per household. So we're not saying, like, it's a drawing. It's a guaranteed win. Is that pretty cool or what? That is great. It's a long drive for me, but it is very <laughs> great to you. I didn't have readers out your way. I didn't know how regional that was. Yeah, they do. Okay. So it's not too far. Not too not too bad for you. If we sent you one, you could do it? Like, as a thank you for being on the show? Yeah, but if you did that, then I'd have to take the rest of my family because it ended up costing me <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Because I got a DeMoss-sized family. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, 610, by the way, 500 Dove is our text line. 610-500-3683. Only caveat is you can't have one in the past month, 30-day rule. But other than that, one per household, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet and Jenkintown, longtime sponsor of our program. Speaking of family, let me tw- change this up, Jay. Uh, you know, the, the music that Apologetics has done, we, we talk about whenever you call in, for obvious reasons, it's what you do. But you do have a, a lovely and large family. And I had on my notes here just to say, you know, let's talk about your family a little bit, brag on them a bit. 
and, and you know, how God's worked in your family's life, too. Oh, sure. Well, we have five kids. Our oldest is married, so technically we have six now because uh, we have a son-in-law, too. I have four daughters, ages uh, 24 through 13, and then we have a son who's 11. And our daughters are Jana and Heather and Kelly and Natalie, and our son's name is TJ. And actually, uh, the four younger the the oldest one has been on many of our recordings, in the, and my wife's name is Lisa. Uh, the oldest one has been on many of our recordings in the past. Our second oldest one finally got to sing lead on one last year. But tomorrow, all four of the younger ones and my wife are coming into the studio to sing on a chorus of a song. So it'll be the first time we've had them all all in there. So, uh, so it'll be great to have this take, take your family to work day tomorrow. I love that. Uh, you know, and I almost brought Tessa, our 17, almost 18-year-old in, and or Theodora, our 11-year-old in today and i think about it often so before the summer's over i gonna have a daddy daughter thing happening here they've joined us before for our pun segment on fridays uh so well that's exciting for your pun segment we do our face called now that's punny it's the last thing we do fridays for the last few minutes of the program and they're they're real groaners so just uh the podcast had them folks can listen to the podcast and and steal some good ideas do you like puns jay well, that's great i'm guessing you have to considering all the all the Time you put into the the the, the parodies, you're right. You can appreciate. Yes, I, I appreciate a appreciate a good pun. Some of my some of my children do. My wife does not, although she does like humor. She just she, her mother loves puns, and I think that's why she doesn't like puns <laughs> as much. But she, she'll tolerate them. Well, folks, Tony and Jay Jackson is our is our guest. He is lead singer and lyricist for Apologetics, a Christian parody band. You can look him up apologetics.com a p o l o g e t i x dot com. And they have been um, friends of our radio station for many years. You did the Phillies, right, with us? And Sixers? Yes, the point? Phillies and the Kicks and the Phantoms. Okay. And the Sixers. That's right. I remember you in a Sixers jersey one day after a, a post-game concert. And uh, and then some other events in the area. You did Six Flags with us one year. So many other things. Three years. Yeah, really? Three did all three? We did like yeah, a I know. Two. We snuck in. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't want you to know, but we did it three years. <laughs> I was wondering what that racket was down by that roller coaster. That was you guys. All right. Yeah, you were busy interviewing Ben Sissel of uh, Audio Adrenaline. Audio A. <laughs> well, let's give folks a little taste or an example of your music, and then we'll talk a little bit more about what you do. But you've done the elevator speech a zillion times. Feel free to share that just for context to give people a little idea, and maybe we could play your, your newest song, which I understand this program will be debuting. Are we actually making a national debut, so to speak, today? This is a national debut, national airplane debut, yes. Wow. Well, give your elevator speech first, just so folks appreciate where you're coming from, and then we'll, we'll get the, the new, and, and the new song, too. We'll play that here. Elevator speech, okay. Well, our politics, we specialize in biblical parodies of uh, rock and pop songs from yesterday and today, everything from... ACDC to ZZ Top, and uh, we try and reach the lost and teach the rest, and uh, we try to do it through, through music. Um, we believe uh, just because it's funny doesn't mean it's not true, and, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do, and reach the lost and teach the rest. That's great. That's great. And you have uh, done, I mean, if, if, if you had to pick a sweet spot, would you say it's classic and modern rock, like 70s, 80s, 90s? For you personally, as you do? Yeah, that's a sweet spot. We, we, we go back as far as the 50s. We go as far into the 2010s. Um, but the sweet spot is, is probably the, the the second half of the 60s through the first half of the 90s. Definitely 70s and the 80s. And lately, it's been all 80s 
all the time, which is why it's such so appropriate that we're here today since you just had Stephen Davis on talking about Duran Duran. And, you know, we, we are in an 80s zone right now. <laughs> That's, yes, we are. Uh, and you have, actually, interestingly enough, of all the songs you've done, you haven't actually done a full Duran Duran song. Is that correct? I know. Yeah, it's not for lack of trying. I'm going to our guys and... Uh, and because uh, I would love to do the reflex, but that's a very complicated song. And the remix was the, you know, that the, the guys from Chic, you know, helped them with it is even more complicated. I'd love to do that. Okay. Uh, I'd love to do Ordinary World or Rio or, or is there something I should know? And I even liked the Wild Boys back in the day and Save a Prayer and stuff. Yeah, I, I was a big Duran Duran and Rio, you know, so. Okay, so what do we need to do to see that happen, would you say? We need to send some of your boys from from Philly to lean on our keyboardist. I mean, aren't actually, you? He's Rick. What, what's that? No, go ahead. Well, Rick is actually he's open to anything. So if he, if I just keep working on him, hopefully we can do it. But uh, yeah, I love Duran Duran, and I love Simon Le Bon's little cry that he puts in his voice. Um, he's like, hey, that voice. I love that. And uh, but thankfully, because we're doing eighty songs right now, there were a lot of Duran Duran esque songs out there at the time. And uh, so I still get to put the little Laban uh, cry in there, but uh, yeah. yeah, we need to do some more songs with with a bunch of tailors who aren't related in them. Yeah. So let me, uh, folks, just tuning in, uh, chatting with Jay Jackson, lead singer, and uh, I mean, really, the only lyrics. Do the guys contribute a little bit to the lyrics, or, they, or are you pretty much do them just yourself? That's my one thing I get to do. Okay, so that's fine. So Apologetic says, and o- over the years, how many songs total are we at now, roughly? We we are probably closing on seven hundred and fifty. Before I forget, I got to say, yes. our webmaster from for years and years is from the Philly area, and on this Duran Duran type show, his name <laughs> is John Taylor. Is it really? Yeah, no relation to the bass player, but he has played bass for us. He has filled in for Keith Haney in probably about six or seven different states. So, so we do have a Duran Duran connection that way because we have had a bass player named John Taylor, and he is our regular webmaster, although right now we have a guy filling in for him, but, but John, and he's from Philly. He's from Doylestown, actually. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, oh, yeah. I, I want, so I do want to get to the song, uh, the, the, this debut in a second, but uh, you, you touched on something I did want to ask you about first. The, the, what goes into, I, I kind of hinted at this earlier in the show before I called you, but to make a parody good, I mean, obviously there are lyrics involved and there's the music part, but just the, I don't want to call it the anatomy of a parody, to really make it so that people are like, oh, I really like that. Because if the words are words are good, but the music's like kind of average or this, it doesn't sound like the band, it just is the notes only, or the other way around. Maybe it really sounds like, oh, that's a, I can tell that's the romantics or that's Elvis-ish kind of ambiance, but the, but the lyrics are not so good. How, you know, talk about that that strength of what Apologetics does. Well, we, we we try really hard. We try really hard to make, you know, the, and we've had 30 years to try and perfect our craft. So um, we, we, and we set the bar very low at the early times, so we, it's been easy to keep up in that <laughs> game. But, um, yeah, we try really hard to make it sound as much like the original as possible. Our guys are real sticklers for detail. Um, it's like the body of Christ working where each guy, you know, when, when we get a mix back, you know, each guy is, is listening to his own part, but we're also listening to the others. So if somebody else says, yeah, I could use a little bit here or there, but we work really hard at that. And lyrically, um, 
you know, parodies, we try so hard. To, you know, it's one thing to get a, a title of the rhyme, but, but we're trying to rhyme as many syllables as possible. And, and something that just doesn't look good on paper, but something that, that sounds good. Because some words look like they rhyme on paper, like if you're reading Mad Magazine or Wacky Packages stickers. But when you sing them, they got to sound like they have to have the same weight and stuff. So we work, we work really, really hard at that. And because uh, the idea is, you know, the better, the more your sounds like the original, the the better you can lure the people into listening. You know, and, and unless it's really bad, and that's effective sometimes too. I must confess, <laughs> if you have one that's just so awful that people will listen to, because you got to hear how awful this is. But we'd rather be known for excellence than awfulness. I just think that that would be very difficult. To, I mean, as difficult as lyrics and, and and creative, you know, how difficult it might be to be creative with them and, and make them all rhyme and everything i'd still think that the the replication of a band's sound would it's not like there's a blueprint on that right that to to figure out how does that how do i get that reverb how do i get that whatever it is uh, so how do you go about doing that yeah it really it is and our guys do research into things you know and, and i've read a bazillion when i'm not reading sports books i'm reading rock and roll books or theology books <laughs> it's um yeah, you know, we're always reading, and you you find out what this, or watching videos, or, or this person explains it or stuff. And we, you're better technology than ever as far as replicating things, especially on keyboards like you know emulating sounds. But I am still challenged with having to. I have to replicate something that some singer sang when he was 25 at the height of his his musical power, and he just did one day and hasn't had to replicate exactly ever since. Right. You know, when when you see that person live. You're not saying boy, that doesn't sound every single bit like it, but we better make it sound as much like it as possible. I don't want to set unrealistic expectations so when your listeners listen, they say, it doesn't sound exactly like it, <laughs> but we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're yeah. trying. Well, let's do it. Let's play this here. This is If You Believe, uh, and this is a brand new single, right? So this is the debut. Absolutely. Just came out Sunday night. All right. Originally done by OMD. We'll have just enough time on the back end for you to maybe share a bit about the song and we we'll invite folks to continue to text in 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-DOVE with your address, including Zip, to get a free gift card to Rita's, one per household, and again, have one of the past 30 days. This is Apologetics and a parody song brand new called If You Believe. Tim DeMarcio on WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com and on the app. We're going to fade this out slightly, Jay, to make sure we have enough time to chat. And also, you know, people want the real deal. They're going to have to go to your site and get it. <laughs> Apologetics.com. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. Uh, just share for a second, Jay, about the, the story behind uh, creating that song. Oh, of course, that song originally came from Pretty in Pink, just like the Philadelphia Phillies always look so pretty in pink. And uh, <laughs> Hey, 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 pirates are, are like cement basement. Let's be nice here. Oh, they're, they're terrible. Yeah, we don't even <laughs> talk about them. They who shall not be named. Yes. But um, we wanted to do that song. Rich Mannion, our uh, keyboardist, uh, did all the instrumentation. He did the drum, drum programming, too. And, uh, and we, we were going to do that song, and I, I knew I wanted to call it If You Believe. And then I, then I, I had an, something that happened. There's, some, there's a particular person who I've seen post a lot on Facebook. I don't know them. They know me through the band. And they post things, and they're Christian, but they post things that I think are don't use a lot of tact. Okay, okay? And I, sure. And it, it was, they don't know that I wrote this song about them, and they're never going to hear this interview or anything. But um, I just, 
it just was disturbing me. And so here I was, and I thought, I'm going to write this song about that. And so it, it's about that. And, you know, the gospel is offensive enough to people <laughs> without us making it more offensive with the way that we present it. So I'm not saying water down the gospel. No, 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 no. Tell the gospel, all the gospel. But there are ways to use it, like Paul says, let your speech be seasoned with salt. We, you know, we refer to that one to Colossians yeah. 4, 5, and 6. So that's what it's about. I love that. Jay Jackson, kind enough to hang out with us. We have a, a break to take. We're out, almost out of time, but uh, I'm glad we can have you on today. And folks can look you up at apologetics.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. It's uh, great to have your uh, your company today, my friend. And God bless you. Greetings to your family. Thanks. It's an honor, Tim. All right. What's that? I'm sorry? It's an honor. Thank oh, you. God thank bless you. you. Absolutely. You too. All right. We're going to wrap up real quick. And uh, come back and congratulate our winners, those who have texted in to get the free gift cards here at WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.58, the Tim DeMoss Show. This is a little sample of the Apologetics' 80s parody, which includes Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Tucked in the center like a surprise. You see us somewhere at the shaking side. Congratulations, by the way, to Carol in Philly and Pat in Willow Grove. Also, Jason Sellersville getting free gift cards from Rita's, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet. And the group of the band, Apologetics.com. They do great work. They have over a 1,000 songs on their available list. Check them out when you can. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.